Hi, this is Pastor Tim Crick, and you are listening to the weekly sermon podcast of Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, a part of the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us online at www.htelc.com. We worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11 a.m., where you are never too late and there is always room for one more. We hope you can join us sometime, and we hope you find the sermon you're about to listen to helps you to understand and experience the depths of God's love for you and the entire world. Thanks for listening. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 8, verses 31 to 36. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The Gospel of the Lord. Anybody else watch Ted Lasso? So there's one per two? Okay. Some of you are smart. It's on Apple TV Plus, and with all the streaming services, not everybody gets all those services. If you ever have the opportunity to watch Ted Lasso, it is uh, one of, if not my absolute favorite TV show, particularly the first season. Uh, but I want to talk a minute about the second season. I should preface it. If you watch it, you got to be okay with language, which is not uncommon in most TV shows uh, today, but that is its, if you want to say its downfall, its warning, um, it would be be language there. But second to last or the last episode, I'm not going to give anything away. I'm just going to say a little bit that's going on in it and how it relates to what we're talking about today is Ted, well, the whole premise of it is Ted Lasso, played by Jason Sudeikis, is an American football coach, Division II, who just won the Division II National Championship in football, and he is hired to coach a Premier League soccer team in England, or football, as it's called over there, obviously, right? So it's about the adventures as he makes that journey over there to coach a sport that he knows nothing about, but he's great with people and a great motivator. So that's the premise of the show. The way it's coming to inclusion at the end of season two, and there's three seasons about it, is a secret that Ted has becomes very public. And it's in the papers, it's in the tabloids, and he can't walk outside without people looking at him and walking by somebody on the street and they're reading the paper and there's his face. And he gets a text from his psychologist that has been helping him work through some of these issues. And the first thing she says is, Ted, the truth will set you free, but first, it'll make you miserable. (laughs) Now, she doesn't use the word miserable. She uses a different word there. I'm not going to get into it. It doesn't matter. But the premise is the same. The truth will set you free, but first, it will make you miserable. And she's encouraging him. You know, it's kind of like you've been captive to this truth, right? That's the secret that you've been at some level denying to everybody around you because you don't want them to know because if they know this about me, then what will they think? 
Does anybody ever feel that way? And so she's encouraging him, right? If the truth is out there, oh my gosh, you can then let it go when you're truly free. You're not captive to this anymore. Does that make sense? If the truth will make you free, the truth will make you free, but first it will make you miserable. Now that actually comes, I looked up to see where that quote came from because I've heard it before. Uh, it was made a little bit more popular in the last few years by title of a book, does anyone know? By Gloria Steinem, it came out in 2018. Uh, but she took it from somewhere else. Uh, the 20th President of the United States would serve, serve the shortest amount of time because he was assassinated. Anyone, who's our history buffs? Jerry got it, Garfield. Well, not the cat. James Garfield, right? He said, the truth will set you free, but first it'll make you miserable. At least some people attribute it to Garfield. There really is, as you do with so much with the internet, right? You Google something and you're gonna get 20 different answers for it. And so another early uh, adaptation for it goes, uh, say it's misattributed to Garfield here in the last few years, but uh, a place in which it can be attributed to is in 1978 in Syracuse, New York, to a meeting of uh, an Alcoholics Anonymous group. The truth will set you free, but first it will make you miserable, which then made me think about 12 steps of people that it go through when they go through AA. And those, I'm not gonna go through them all, but very similar. Step number one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to, a, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Let's name the truth and we're powerless to it. Nadia Bowles-Weber, a public theologian within the ELCA, has said, who has her own struggles with alcohol, has said she feels church should be like an AA group. That kind of vulnerability, that kind of honesty, in which we come and we name those things that we are afraid to name. Not just to other people. Ted And Ted Lasso, he knew the truth, and he could name it within himself, but he couldn't name it within others. But how do we name it to ourselves and where appropriate and necessary, name it to those around us who it needs to be named to as well. And to admit that we're powerless to it and we need something outside of ourselves to free us from it. I think Nadia Bowles-Weber is on to something when she says, that is what a church should be. And in a way, it's what we do, right? After we sing our gathering hymn, what is the first thing we do? Confession and forgiveness. Right? We come and we name the truths that we do not want to admit. And we ask God's forgiveness. We say we are powerless to this. God, please free ourselves. We have uh, various different confession and forgivenesses that we do throughout the year. 
that are written by other people that depending on the season, it changes. I remember growing up, uh, we used the green LBW. Uh, people remember the green LBW? We had two settings, setting one or setting two. And depending if there was uh, communion that Sunday, we started on page 56 or 57. Right? If there's communion, we started on page 56, which had confession and forgiveness. I confessed. Oh my gosh, now I just had it. I'm bonded to sin and cannot free myself. We have sinned against you in? By what we have done and? Right? We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. To acknowledge these things, to name them. What's going on in the passage this morning, these people that Jesus is talking with do not want to name the truth or the reality that is going on within them. Right? Jesus says, you're a slave to sin. The response is interesting. Is that they don't just deny that they are slaves now, but they alter their history to deny that they've ever been slaves. The irony is in this, their story revolves around the fact that they were slaves. The key part of the story of the Israelites is that they were slaves in Egypt. And that God freed them from that, right? That is the primary story that goes on in the Old Testament. That's what the whole Moses is about, the plagues and bringing them across the Red Sea, is that they were in slavery. They are kindly saying, misremembering, using alternative facts because they don't want to acknowledge what's going on within them. In the bluntest form, they are lying. Nobody lies today about their past, do they, to justify their present? You don't do that, do you? I think that is why we come, part of the reason why we come to church, why we come to worship, to name those things that we cling to, that are lies in our lives. And then to hear the truth. The truth will set you free. A hallmark of Lutheran theology is law and gospel. Law is what reveals who you really are. It's a mirror that reflects back that you can't hide from. It's the hammer that says, destroys this image you have built up, right? Only to lead you to the gospel that says, the truth is so much better than anything you could imagine or anything you could do on your own. The truth is, take away all those lies you've been telling yourself, and you are beautiful. You are loved. You are worthy. Now live from that place of beautiful. Live from that place of love. Live from the place of worthiness. How many of us truly live from a place of love? 
How many of us really live from a place of beauty? Or how many of us really live from a place of worthiness? We fight against that, don't we? From the morning when we wake up and we look in the mirror and we say, oh, I wish I looked more. From the clothes we put on that says, well, I guess this is what I have to wear today. Or a false sense, I really look good because of the clothes that I'm wearing today. How do we live from the place of love and forgiveness to be set free from the sin that binds us, that constricts us, that is predicated in fear, that is displayed in anger or skepticism, but instead receive the forgiveness of God, and that is what is our core identity, so we can honestly and truthfully name our past, which allows us to name our present, which allows us to live into God's future. How many people want to just breathe deep? You know what I mean, right? Right now, take a deep breath with me. We breathe in God's Spirit that washes over us, that then permeates from us. Reformation Sunday, every Sunday we come for the truth to set us free, knowing that even though at first it will make us miserable, afterwards it reminds us of how we are beautiful. Amen. That's the sermon for this week. We hope from it you learned a bit more about God's love for you and the world. Please subscribe and rate our podcast to help us be found by and reach more people. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you are loved.